Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're wrapping up the week of talking about building a balanced program. And we've been talking about balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness into your workouts all week. But today we're going to be talking about why we don't include cardio in our foundations program. Good morning, everybody. This is your first rodeo with the tribe. My name's Yanni Bormeister. I've got two absolute legends around the table with me, Phil White, our resident physiotherapist from ADPT Physio, and Rad across the table, my amazing brother. And behind the, uh, the mixer, behind the computer, behind the deck, we have the voice of God, the world's sexiest man, Richard Lellies. We need like a crowd goes wild uh, sound effect that comes over there. Uh, now, we are going to talk about breaking rules today. We're going to be rule breakers today. We're going to break our own rule, which is to create a, an efficient workout that's balanced in strength, flexibility, and fitness. And there is a very, very strategic and specific reason why. We're going to take a deep dive into that today. And this is off the back of uh, many, many great questions that people have when they come in. They, you know, uh, they, they follow us for a while on the podcast. <laughs> Big shout out to everyone listening on the podcast. Give us a five-star review. It, we, we will love you a long time. Uh, they follow us on YouTube. Big shout out and love sent to everyone on YouTube. Smash that like button. And then eventually at some point, they either jump onto my uh, inner circle email list or our UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Massive love sent to both of you guys. If you're on the stream live, let us know where you are and who you are so we can send you some love. Uh, and then eventually they buy our foundations program or subscribe to our UMS. And they're shocked. They're shocked because the first phase of training, the first um, block of training is a general preparations phase, which is all about balancing the body on a micro level. So on a macro level, we talk about strength, flexibility, and fitness. We talk about exercise or stimulus versus recovery or catalyst that w is where the ad adaptations are occurring we've gone deep on that on wednesday's show with uh, an exclusive physio um uh special you can go back and listen to that podcast if you missed it Today we're going to talk about the micro, what's happening on, on the micro level uh, because it's all about symmetry, it's about joint stability and it's about an introduction to um, pairing exercises and pairing strength and flexibility for the very first time and it is a lot to get your head around it's a lot there's there's a lot of really important adaptations that we want to occur there and during that general preparations phase it is a short period of time where we sort of uh, have to put cardio on the back burner but it's only very very temporary and also if you stick to the right time frame you're going to find that you do elevate your heart rate enough to get a little bit of stimulus it's certainly not as uh, effective as going for a run or really doing a high intensity interval training circuit but that is not the goal of a general preparations phase well it's also about learning uh how to use a program and how mm. to uh, use tempo and things like that. And these are things that people, people don't understand the importance of. Like when a program says, you know, three zero one zero tempo, that is strict. It means you should, if you really do it properly until you're really good at counting, you should have a metronome going next to you so that you're doing a strict three second eccentric phase. And 
when you're doing all of that and if you also try and throw in because cardio at the end of the day at least the way that we do it when we do it in circuits the idea is to really get your heart rate up in it and when that's going on and when your heart rate is highly elevated you're dumber and you can't think properly <laughs> and it's you just there's just too much going on yep. you know if you are watching live and you have done the foundations program, do let us know. Let us know if you're happy about the lack of cardio. Because I feel like <laughs> yeah, with this audience, a, there's a you know, absolutely a that's question do. of the day. Maybe uh, Richie can type that up there. We want to know if anyone tunes in live. We want to know if you've done the foundations program and what results you got from it, and how you felt about the the lack of cardio. Was it a did it stifle you? Uh, were you shocked? Were you stoked? Were you stoked? <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Well, what we say to people, people ask us in foundations what should I do for cardio and my answer is always do anything and people kind of expect a little bit more coaching than that but the whole point is that we don't want to coach you on too many different things during this phase so what we mean by do anything is do any of the really basic cardio like go if you're somebody that's really unfit go for a brisk walk if you're somebody that's doesn't a bit need more to fit, be a brisk walk if you're unfit yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you know go for a walk um go for do some cycling use this just a stationary roller like of getting into walking and running recently yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right yeah like you can do anything but do it consider it like it's a second session for you it don't don't put it all into the same thing just focus on the basics with the foundations and uh, nail it and get it right tick that box off and move on and uh, just before phil jumps in and that's why the program is only four days mm -hmm. the program Foundations program is only mon uh, designed to be done on four days, uh, two days, then one day off to do some cardio and then two days on and then two days off. And there is a lot of strategic reasons why we've done the program like that. It's usually an intro program for many people, but for some people who are really advanced and they're going back to do it just to balance their bodies properly once and for all, uh, overcoming a bit of uh, maybe neglect, then uh, you can add stuff. You can add Wednesday, you can add some uh, straight arm scapular strength, you can add that on Saturday as well, but we don't include that in the base program because it's too much for most people who are doing the foundations. Yeah, and one thing that uh, gets my goat when I look at um, fitness classes around, like at, you know, F, sort of F45 is probably the classic one where they get people doing kind of fitness, like cardio sessions where they're basically using like complex weightlifting movements as fitness and, um, and then without actually teaching much of the technique. And I think it's just so key in this foundations phase is like this is when you're learning how to um, you know, do these strength movements in a like you know, with a with a focus on technique, a focus on um, on balance, and so that by the time you've gone through the FMS and you're starting to do, um, sorry, the foundations phase, um, then when you're getting into the actual cardio circuits, now you're doing like you know squat jumps where you've just done a whole phase on like learning how to do it, you know, like get your knee tracking right, get your um, you know, hip in right, like all of these things, you've just spent a whole bunch of time learning techniques so that now when you do it in um, at speed <laughs> with like while you're puffed, while you're not sort of doing like focus coke and, you know, um, abdominal bracing and all of that, like it's, it's, um, it's given you that foundation so that you're ready to do that safely because like cardio may seem like it's sort of this like easy lightweight thing versus resistance training, but when you're doing lots and lots of reps and you're doing it at speed, that's a really challenging um, thing. And if you're trying to figure out technique at the same time, it's hard times. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it is, um, it, uh, one thing I wanna make clear, for, for anyone who is sort of um, a little bit more well-versed in jargon, in, in industry jargon, 
you can replace foundations with general preparations. The foundations is a is a name that we adopted after um, um, from a friend of ours who has a similar program, um, foundations and progressions principle, and uh, it is just a general preparations program, meaning it is training to prepare you for training, <laughs> basically. You know, it is, it is uh, uh, as the late Charles Poliquin used to say, it is uh, really, really um, uh, uh, preconditioning your body uh, so that you do not hurt yourself. Uh, it's, it's increasing your load capacity in, in many different ways, and we're gonna go into yeah. that in just a sec, uh, to prevent you from overdoing it and injuring yourself down the track so that you can go and throw yourself into much more rigorous, much more intense, much more um, uncontrolled environments, uh, dare I say it, um, and not hurt yourself. Yeah, you're giving yourself a buffer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for anyone who's listened to me talk before, I love my bucket and tap analogy. And, um, you know, it's been a bit adopted in this, this show as, as talking about load capacity. So just real basics. So um, basically anytime you are putting load through a system, you're, you're turning on the tap and how much uh, water you can handle from that tap is how um, big your bucket is. So if you're, um, you know, maybe you're like, uh, you know, for Richie, who's just got back into to running and he's cooked his calves on after doing, um, you know, one run, his his put a lot of water in that tap while he's, the calf for his bucket is quite small and now he's got real bucket salt calves. Bucket for his calf. Bucket for his calves are quite small. So that's just a <laughs> very simple, quick explanation of that bucket tap analogy. But basically the foundations program is a really good way of making sure that everyone's kind of buckets at the level that then they can handle, um, you know, sort of a, a five day a week UMS program. program. That's exactly that's right. Like let, let us be very specific here. It is not the best program for you if you want to go running. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to go running, it's going to help, <laughs> but uh, you need to run or walk or find the best entry point for that. So yes. that's why Richie, when he went running, he's done lots of UMS training in the gym, but he hadn't run for a long time. And he went out and ran for the first time and he hadn't done any foundations program for running. And uh, he, uh, you know, and that's what I've been doing. I literally had to start walking. And so many people have commented on my posts on my personal Instagram page and my Twitter account and things like that going, why are you walking if you're so fit? Mm. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm great at gym. Specificity, baby. <laughs> but, um, you know, if I, if I jump back in the boxing ring now, I'd get my ass handed to me. I'd probably only last 60 seconds because I'm not conditioned to that anymore, you know. S same as if I tried to play soccer or rugby league, which is what I used to do, I wouldn't cope very well, you know. I might have a few of the skill oh, attributes still I've got, there. I've got back-to-beach volleyball since coming back from rural Western Australia, uh, where I've been for two months, and, like, before I went away, like I was just quite fit for volleyball and, you know, you'd play a, play a point and be tired, but then the next point you'd be ready to go again. And like now it's just like I play one point and I'm a bit tired and then like the next point starts and I've kind of got my hands on my knees and yeah. <laughs> sucking some deep breaths in and then I play another point and then it's like you just get this cumulative fatigue. And, you know, I when I was away, I was doing exercise every day. I was in the gym like for hours every day because there was literally nothing else to do. Um, but, you know, I wasn't doing that like specificity around, um, you know, interval training, like recovery, uh, uh, yeah basically interval training and so now although i'm 
fit in many other ways, like volleyball is just kicking my ass at the moment. So, yeah. you know, it's all about specificity when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, let's go, let's go and talk about how we do it in, because the foundations is our base level program and we want to teach you guys, we want to leave you guys with something that you can take away in action today. You know, it's time to take action. It's time to flip the switch. If you have been training in an unbalanced way and you're, you know, specializing and you might be experiencing some specialist injuries, what do we call it yesterday? The specialist disease. Mm -hmm. Overuse injuries are a specialist disease. Mm -hmm. uh, then it, it, it's time for you to really make a change. And we want to we want to help you do that today by sh by sort of lifting the curtain and showing you how we do it in our program. And the easiest way to do it is to show you how we do it in our foundations program because it's just less to get your head around. So Rad, why don't you why don't you share with us what a uh, starting from the top, from the training split, working down to an intraset, uh, what it looks like, exercise paired with stretching. So Strength, sorry, paired with from stretching. From a training split, it goes uh, upper body on Monday, lower body on Tuesday, rest on Wednesday, upper body on Thursday, lower body on Friday, rest on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so what that does is that, uh, that really maximizes what the research says is the optimal recovery time for a muscle group before you train the same muscle group again, which most of the research says between 48 and 72 hours for most people is the optimal recovery time. So we push that out to that 72 hour window because um, most people don't f prioritize recovery. Man, I mean, when we're, we're <laughs> confusing how to recover, check yeah. out Wednesday's episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we, I mean, we, we tell people over and over again about how to uh how to just back it off take it easy take it easy and we still get people at the end of their first week saying oh my god i'm so sore so um because most people aren't used to this idea of having a, a program that's set that says i'm going to do these days in a week then i think most people are used to the idea of training when they feel like it so by the vibe yeah like <laughs> oh i don't feel like training today because i'm sore so i'm not going to go so that's a really really different to all of a sudden saying okay well these are the days i'm going to the gym and the idea is that you've you meet that requirement regardless of how you feel so so that's yeah going back to the training split you do upper body on monday then upper body on thursday so even if you do feel sore on tuesday and wednesday by the time thursday comes around you your muscles will, should have recovered enough to be able to go again so that's the first thing then if we talk about within a workout we have a 10 minute warm-up so you do a, a, a body specific warm-up so there's an, an upper body warm-up for the upper body session that goes for 10 minutes and lower body for lower body and when you're doing your workout there's a there's probably three things that i'd like to highlight that it makes the foundations program really unique and that you if you don't have access to the foundations program then maybe you can consider this in your next week of training the first is that we do predominantly unilateral movements. So we don't really use barbells in the foundations program. And when we do, it is done on a unilateral movement. Like for example, on the single, single leg, leg good squat, morning yeah. or single leg squat. So you're holding a barbell across your shoulders, but you're actually standing on one leg doing the movement. And the reason why we do that is because what we have found over our years and years of coaching is that usually when people do a foundations phase, there there, there is a, a dominant side and we want to try and iron out the imbalance between left to right side. Uh, so that's the first consideration. The second consideration is that push is always balanced with pull. So that goes for upper body and lower body. So for example, a, a push in the lower body would be a squat movement. 
um, even though it depends on the way that you look at the joint, but if you just think of opposing muscle groups, whereas a pull would be like a hamstring curl. Um, so we're thinking of you know loading the knee um, as the knee extends and then loading the knee as the knee flexes, for example. Then the third consideration is balance, strength, and flexibility in a one-to-one -one ratio, which means that we do, you'll do a strength movement for your upper body, and then whilst you're recovering, instead of just sitting there and resting the typical sort of 60 to 90 seconds or 90 seconds to two minutes, whatever your desired rest period is, instead of just sitting there doing nothing in that rest period, um, you're actually doing lower body uh, mobility exercises or flexibility exercises. So. Unilateral movements, um, mostly so dumbbells for the upper body or standing on one leg for the lower body, split squats instead of squats, for example. Push-pull balance, so a balance between the joint systems, uh, between the muscle systems in a joint, and um, strength and flexibility in a one-to-one -one ratio it, within the workout. Not, I do six sets of strength training and now I'm gonna do six sets of flexibility training, like within the workout. And there was, uh, I, I zoned out for a second to read Tim Hughes's great comment here uh, that he shared. Did you emphasize that there was also a, a huge emphasis and focus on the uh, stability systems in no, the I hip didn't. and the shoulder? No. And that's the last um, uh, consideration <coughs> is that often when people have been training for a while, and this is where the foundations becomes spectacularly useful for someone who's very, very um, um, uh experienced in exercise. Uh, cr a CrossFit is, is a great example. We've had a lot of CrossFitters who have gone through the foundations program and they're like, they'd kick my butt in a CrossFit workout and they have great um, results going through the foundations program, regressing for a little bit, maybe at the start of the year, out of season, off season, whatever it is. And, uh, and they come out stronger and more effective at, at their sport because um, of this one thing, which is that there's a huge emphasis on the stability system. So you've got basically like a rotator cuff, dare I say it, in your hip, uh, the yeah. system of the, um, the the glutes that you don't see on the outside, not the glute max or the glute med. Well, it's not the technically the glutes. Well, it's uh, six it's different external no, rotation it's muscles. The it's just <laughs> <the pyrophones>. <laughs> <laughs> chip this table over and walk that's out. That's a here. joke. That's a joke. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Let Phil let Phil explain that in a sec. But basically, <laughs> there is a huge emphasis on the stability system, and the most obvious way to explain that is the rotator cuff in the shoulder, the um, internal external rotators, the infra and teres minor, infraspinatus, teres minor, subscapularis, these muscles that are creating somewhat of a force coupling underneath the surface to, to, to locate the joint, to uh, prevent glide or reduce glide in the joint and things like that. And the same thing is happening in the hip. And m in most cases, uh, particularly we've noticed group um, uh, training formats, unless you're training with a really, really great strength coach who understands programming at a high level, uh, these things are neglected. And over time, um, you can really, uh, you know, dare I say, cause wear and tear. I know Phil's hate well, hates no, that. It's, it's basically like you, you know, pumping the accelerator without bringing in the brakes. Like mm. you get this, like you're, you're building on the big global muscles that are great at producing force, but then you've not got the ability to be able to control that. Um, glide within the joint oh, that's causing ooh, the force. I've got a mechanical engineering analogy. Oh, it's like hotting <laughs> up a car when you only hot up the engine and the turbo and the power without hotting up also uh, or upgrading the suspension and the brakes. 
Love it. Ooh, how's that? <laughs> That's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. So imagine putting a huge V8 supercharged engine in a little hatchback and then not doing anything to the suspension and the brakes. Yeah, and just to be clear, like when you are doing general strength movements with big global muscles, your stabilizing muscles will be put under load and force, so they will be getting stronger. But yeah, this is a way of like really targeting that and making sure that you're um, not undercooking it yeah so we have two uh, we have 10 minutes before uh we have to bring this in for a landing Which and I'll then get and then ranting about piriformis for the whole time yeah <laughs> and then get and then get used and then get ready for our uh, ums online coaching uh live group coaching call weekly group coaching call so what now what i want to do is spend the last 10 minutes making this really really useful for anyone who's tuned in and listening who's not doing either our foundations program our at-home workouts program or our ums online coaching program our progressions program how can they take a little bit of this information away and deploy it into their own training um, and you know and, and from an obvious perspective the, the, f the first thing I would always suggest people do is to, to work with a coach who understands this for a period of time so that you can do like a proper general preparations phase of training if you're new to exercise if you've never done strength training before and you think that's it i'm going to really take action this year and i'm going to get into a gym i'm going to join f45 or i'm going to join crossfit or i'm going to join barry's boot camp or i'm going to join that boot camp i've seen uh, locally in my neighborhood where they're throwing weights around and they look like they're having fun and doing some great work i would highly recommend that you spend nine to 12 or 16 weeks doing a general general preparations phase of training with a great strength coach first. It will be the best investment of your life. Mm -hmm. uh, next, for, for people who are maybe a little bit more uh, along the way and just want to dabble in programming and sort of change up how they do things, what would your go-to be, uh, Phil? I know what yours is going to be, with. Uh, so we'll finish on Rad. My go-to what? Well, what would you say to someone who's been training for a while and they're watching this podcast and they want to uh ad adopt something that we're talking about here into yeah, their okay. own training what would um, you say yeah i think that like if Without you're blatantly plugging any of our programs no no, no but i think if you're already like ticking the box with getting like that balance between you know push pull upper and lower body stuff right i think like it's it's really and it's something that we're developing can we talk about the athletic development program yet that we're talking we're Yep. 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 Yeah. So, um, for those who follow the UMS, uh, like straight arm strength is the Wednesday and optional Saturday workout. And something that I'm really uh, passionate about and working with the guys on developing is an option for people who aren't on the calisthenic side of things and want to do a bit more sort of sports skills sort of stuff. So single leg program. So I think if you haven't, what I really like about the foundations is it does have that unilateral focus. And I think if you haven't done any unilateral training in a while, give it a crack because it will kind of it will spend it will definitely make those stabilizing muscles work a bit harder and it will um yeah it's it's challenging and yeah. good <laughs> and, the re and the reason why it's uh it's it's um becoming a a big part of our athletic development program for people who play football rugby nfl soccer you know ultimate people that frisbee. ultimate frisbee people that run around um beach volleyball people that jump or run around and have change in direction a lot as part of their sport uh which we always encourage people to find a way to demonstrate your skill attributes that you're developing in the gym um yeah that that's it, you need stability in the hip yeah you know? so i think yeah the foundations program does a wonderful job at at ex like at getting you used to some of that so i think um yeah put some put so Phil, phil's recommendation is to do a phase of training that uh, um, includes a lot of unilateral movement um richie without blatantly plugging one of our programs <laughs> what would you recommend someone do based on what the discussion of uh today 
if if they're already a little bit more experienced. I think Dave Clark's would, would his would be uh, to ditch ditch cardio. Don't waste time <laughs> and stretch when you're resting. Don't waste time and stretch when you're resting. Yeah, yeah. good. Ooh, oh, you might have stolen rats. on your phone, stretch. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't sit. What was that? Don't sit around on your phone while you're resting. Make it productive. Sit around, stretch while you, with your phone while you're resting. All right, Rad. You have six minutes. You have six minutes, so you can really go deep here. Well, I've got a shameful plug because I'm going to just throw it out there. We are um, because of what we've been talking about this week. Honestly, if you're listening to all this and you're overwhelmed with it all, uh, that is really, really normal. This is uh, even as strength coaches and uh, Phil with all of his uni degrees, it takes a lot of time and work and trial and error to create a program that does all of this for you. It's taken us so long to do it. And if you really wanna do it, then the, if you really wanna be able to create a balanced workout and you wanna, um, and, and then if you're smart and you've listened to this podcast or you're watching this show, then you should be thinking about foundations first. You should be thinking, okay, I wanna, I wanna build a balanced workout, a balanced body, so these guys are saying I should start with the foundations phase. Save yourself the hassle, save yourself all of the problems that we've had trying to come up with the best thing and just do our foundations phase one program because we're, <laughs> Shame, we're, shameful yeah, plug. Well, we're, we're, we're putting it on, it's it. going to be, it's going to be the flash sale this weekend. So it is going to be, you're going to be able to get it only for this, for the next 72 hours. And what we have never done before because of the nature of what's going on in the world with COVID and everything and so many people are still in lockdown, we're also including the phase one of the UMS at home workouts. And those themselves, although they aren't considered a foundations program, they are a they are they use the balance principle of our training. It's still balanced push pull. It's still balanced strength flexibility, and it is balanced. Um, well, they're, with a, they're as well. really a version an adaptation of the progressions program done with no equipment. Yeah, but that's the point. So if you don't, have, regardless of if you have equipment or not, that's still going to be a huge hugely advantageous tool in the toolbox um, and uh, but if you don't have access to a gym right now you can get started with that one and then you can do the foundations program when you get into the gym but honestly like the the time comes when if you're listening to all this and you're trying to figure it out if you like I've never ever been able to figure out what I know now without getting coaching that like eventually you just have to say all right if I really want to get good at this I just need to see how somebody else's has done it first and and learn from Which, it. So yeah, that would be my yeah, advice. I mean, watching you now getting coaching under Rogold, like you know, you live by that. Like, yeah, it's not just I live by it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really so, yeah, do. And I've, I've coaches. Had, I've had so many coaches over the years, and I just uh, I always, yeah, yeah. It's just so valuable. So so get that. Get the foundations program. Get started. We've all got coaches now. I want to go through. We got some really great comments coming in uh, from guys who have actually done our foundations program and ha and sharing their experiences. I'm going to read these comments out. Uh, Tim Hughes, big shout out to you, Tim. I've loved watching you crush it in the group. You're doing really well and it's good to see you so interactive. That's the best way to make use of these Facebook groups, both the UMS Movement Mastermind and the UMS Online Coaching Tribe. Hi guys, I just finished week four of phase one foundations and after doing the at-home workouts beforehand, I was definitely missing the cardio side in the at-home workouts. As we just said, it is more of an adaptation of the progressions program. So it, it is perfectly balanced strength, flexibility and fitness. Uh, however, 
Tim says, listening to the cues from Rad during each workout and focusing on the muscle activation has really shown me some imbalances in my body, which easily offsets the lost endorphins from doing from not doing cardio, uh, which is really great. Like you, you've been able to overcome that uh, missing piece that you enjoyed and double down on what you r- sort of should focus on right now and need. And here's the thing. A lot of people go from the at-home workouts and they love them and they go through all four phases and, and then they go back and do the foundations program and level up in many different ways and then go back and redeploy what they've learned back into the exact same at-home workouts and get better workouts, uh, which is a great way of doing things, you know. So well done, Tim. Dave Clark is saying, and Dave is a, a martial artist. I'm not sure. Uh, Dave, Taekwondo. Taekwondo, yep. Um, uh, Dave says, I'm still doing the foundations program and now I've memorized all the push-pull exercises and stretches in between. You break out a sweat when streamlining it, so I'm not too fussed with no cardio, which is what I said. If you if you actually do stick to the timer, it's a slightly different cardiovascular adaptation that occurs, but it is still very beneficial for your body and, it, and, and you still do get a really nice little bit of cardio stimulus there. Um, uh, so that's really great share. Thank you very much, Dave Clark. It does take a couple of, um, uh, practices to, to get used to everything and not have to watch the tutorial videos between sets and dial in your form and technique and stuff like that. But once you get through that, probably the first phase of the program, you start to absolutely crush it. And Kurt Dyer has shared, I've really enjoyed the foundations program. Currently at the end of phase two, I also train in Kung Fu twice a week, uh, along with the daily dose of the 18 minute mobility routine and regular walks. I've found my bucket is full without the need for added cardio. Keep up the great work. Oh, that's really cool. Mm. And I love the bucket analogy. It's just nice to see that people are starting to understand. We have like uh, the, the most educated tribe and uh, and it's so funny you know rad and i and richard uh see this all the time as we're moderating these groups you know (laughs) we almost don't have to do much anymore because someone will ask a really great question and they'll get a dozen brilliant answers it's very Mm. rare that i have to chime in and go and correct people with an answer i'm just i just love working with people who watch like listen and watch the um these shows because when i work with them physio wise like they've already kind of got all the basics that you know usually have to spend like you know Ages a couple of like <laughs> maybe a couple of appointments sort of explaining yeah. all this stuff and getting up to basics but like they're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i know all this stuff like so we can really work on the valuable stuff yeah just, you can dive yeah, deep it's, it's yeah fantastic. it's so great working with it's fantastic it's, ages, so. it's the same as what rad's coach uh, uh roy gold says about him he goes you're a really great student and it's because rad spent a lot of time pre-framing and getting to understand everything and so you don't ask as many base level questions you can you can really dive in i was going to be a bit nicer about it you can really dive into the nitty-gritty and just get stuck into the work doing the work which is the important part you know and we love it we love seeing it so thank you very much and thanks guys for sharing your stories uh we we do have to bring it in for a landing now because we've got our quickly on the dumb questions thing if you are watching this and you feel like you have a dumb question please please ask yeah yeah i was referring to myself it is not what we want you to think yeah. questions are never dumb like yeah. it, you, you know it is really important that you ask questions and and uh and learn that's what we're here for that's what yeah. it's all about guys you know 
All right, guys. Well, that's it for the weekend. Uh, that's it for the week on balance. Uh, next week, we have another brilliant, exclusive, special edition physio show happening on Wednesday. We've got Nilesh back joining Phil uh, around the table, and we're going to be going into athletic development and performance. Uh, we're also having a really, really cool show um, next week. Next week is the, the entire week is on injury management and yeah. uh, rehabilitation and load management. So if you've liked a little bit of the discussion about you know the bucket analogy and things like that next week is when we go deep and we yeah. also go deep into one of phil's really really passionate subjects which is pain science and you know understanding the importance of how your psychology has a, a big effect on your recovery if yeah. you do have and an I just injury. Want to be really clear with with injury management and rehab uh, sort of talk like you know sure it, it's about like people who have you know really hurt themselves and now doing sort of basic training but really like injury management is all about how to like performance at the end of the day. Like if you get all this stuff right, like end range, like end stage progression is like peak performance. So even if you aren't injured at the moment, if you, you know, if you're competing at your best, like you'll still definitely get something out of this. So yeah, absolutely. Tune in. All right, guys, we're going to be jumping online in just a few minutes uh, to the UMS online coaching tribe Facebook page. Get yourself ready over there. Uh, we got lots and lots to talk about if you are part of that group. Otherwise, for everyone else, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for joining us. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up.